When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man and his leopards, Harry Douglas. I'm really just Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Who are the best and who are the worst? We have NFL Sunday when it comes to week nine. We're going to do that in 10 minutes. And we flip-flop it this week because Harry will give you the worst. Your sweet Freddie Coleman, he will give you the best. That comes away in 10 minutes right here on Freddie and Harry. Keep weighing in at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Last week, we deemed Week 9 of the NFL Statement Sunday. We want to hear from you, part of the Freddie Harry call in line at 888-729-3776. Who made the biggest statement? We'll take your call and see what you have to say in about a couple of minutes. But Harry, there's no doubt that Baltimore Ravens team, Ooh. they let everybody know. And Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, said, huh you haven't seen anything yet. We playing like that. We don't even need to hit no peak or stride. Just keep staying locked in how we are and just playing every opponent the same way. You know, physicality, um, being smart, uh, and defending what's ours, you know, our home turf. I think when you look at this Baltimore Ravens football team, number one, Lamar Jackson is their leader, right? They paid him, gave him his money this summer, and it was warranted. And that defense also looks like the Baltimore Ravens defense of the early 2000s, right? right. What they really made their, their, their culture, their football team off of. And it's, they're actually led by Roquan Smith. And I still can't get mm-hmm. out of my mind, Freddie, how the Chicago Bears let a guy like Roquan <laughs> Smith just get out of the door or send him out of the door to the Baltimore Ravens when a man that's just playing – unbelievable football top five in tackles right now in the national football league but i think collectively as a team they understand who they are yes and and that's very important and does this can this offense even get better than what they are right now yes this is a football team that rushed the football for 298 yards and three touchdowns they possessed the football for 40 minutes and four seconds Versus Seattle's 19 minutes and 56 seconds. I don't even know how Seattle thought they were going to win that football game allowing this to happen. But it wasn't just that. It was the four sacks that they got defensively. Keaton Mitchell, a rookie Mm -hmm. from East Carolina, comes Mm -hmm. in, nine carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. They held the defense of the Ravens, held Seattle to 28 yards rushing. Not only that, on third down, Seattle was one for 12. So I had a chance to see this football team in person this year right. versus mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns. And there was a time where we thought the Cleveland Browns were the best defense at the time. Now, Cleveland have, had an amazing showing yesterday. Yes, they did. But Against the Arizona Cardinals, but come on. The Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. Cleveland Brown, the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Or I should say the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore <laughs> Raven, the Cleveland Browns, when they had a chance. The Baltimore Ravens yesterday, Baltimore Raven, the Seattle Seahawks. See, they played bully ball. Yeah. This my bike punk. My grandma gave me that chain. I don't care. I won. Give me my money. You what? You go going against the Ravens? I lost. That's what you need to say. The Baltimore Ravens have proven two things. 
Number one, I'm with you. Right now, they are the NFL's best team. And Lamar Jackson is right. They really haven't reached their full potential on offense. Although, he's not even worried about that. He's like, look, I'm not worried about reaching our full potential. If we keep maintaining, that becomes a you problem. That's no longer an us problem. Number two, and I said this before the beginning of the year, and I keep being proven correct week after week, the AFC North clearly now is the best division in football. Mm. Everybody playing about 500 football, 500 football. You can talk about the Pittsburghs and how they look. they still five and three. There are a lot of prettier teams that stink when it comes to their record. They are an ugly five and three. They're still a nice five and three. They're in a division which they look at themselves and say, hey, you got to play us. We beat Baltimore by making them play Pittsburgh Steelers football. We are going to be a hard team to deal with. The Cleveland Browns with that defense. Deshaun Watson looked a lot better yesterday. I know it's the Arizona Cardinals. I get it. But he looked a lot better yesterday. We know about the Cincinnati Bengals. They're not on the way up. They arrived once again after having their slow start once again in the season. And the Baltimore Ravens. I can't wait to see the bloodbath football. That's going to happen with games in that division involving those four teams, especially when not one of them can stand each other. Hate, 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 hate. All right, the next person that doesn't hate anybody in this division is getting beat. Please believe that. Guess that what, is, Freddie? What's that? Guess what? what? You don't have to wait long, my I know dear I don't. sir. I know next I week don't. is coming. Yes. Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. versus the Cleveland Browns. You want to know who they got right after next week? The we, Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, let the ooh the we following continue. week. Let the but, ooh I th- we I th- but I think what, what I'm so mesmerized uh, about when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens is that this team literally, mm. and, it's, and I don't say this often, this team literally should be undefeated right now at the moment. Their two losses came off self-inflicted wounds. They beat themselves in those two losses. And this is a team I can honestly say is the best team in the National Football League. And, yes, that includes the AFC, ladies and gentlemen. For all my people out there, that's a little remedial. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we're calling out people and their apparently skills when it comes to being in the classroom. When it comes to (laughs) Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, we let it be known. The Ravens made that statement. They're the NFL's best team right now. Who else made a statement that got your attention part of Statement Sunday in the NFL when it comes to Week 9? We hear you have to say the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Big Sam in Hawaii, my friend, what you got? Aloha, gentlemen, man. I'm a long, long-time listener manager. Your show is, is always good fun on my, my, my drive for the day, man. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Mahalo, Thank by you. the way. Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. So, um, you know, I'm a longtime Colts fan. So, you got to a little bit of love to Kenny Moore yesterday. Yeah. Two pick sixes. That's a that's a franchise record. Um, and um, Kenny's been a long time tenured tenured Colt. And um, some love, a good win. And as you guys know, man, the Colts been on that losing end of some tight ones this year. And with AR five going down early, I think Minshew's been holding his weight. And um, I'm excited for next year, to be honest. I mean, AR5 come back healthy. That AFC South already looking kind of hammer. Let's get it, boys. What do you think? Yeah, I tell you what. Shane Steichen can coach. Yes, he can. I didn't have to wonder about that coming into the season. I really don't wonder about that now. And I love what he said about Kenny Moore II, not just being historic yesterday. This was a guy that was cut loose by the Patriots. Goes to the Colts, they pick him up, and people wonder, why are you picking up that guy? Then he gets a multi-extension. He's been a mainstay of that defense for a guy that was not even drafted. And the fact that he had that kind of game yesterday, that Colts defense, they made people work. For 60 minutes. Shane Steichen, he can coach with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, they had four sacks yesterday as well. Three takeaways, and Kenny Moore had the two pick sixes. But this is a team that, I'll be honest, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm going to count out right now at the moment. 
right? Because you look at who's the seventh seed. That's the Cincinnati Bengals right now, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the four teams in the AFC North that are all in playoff contention at the moment. Right. But those teams got to play each other, so they got to beat up one another. So if if I'm the Colts, I'm not, you know, counting – myself out right now like mm-hmm. there's a lot of football still to be played yeah. Gardner Minshew came over with Shane Steichen and he's been everything that they hoped he would be as a backup quarterback didn't think he was gonna have to play this early this especially <laughs> with you know Anthony Richardson being named the starter but he's been doing a phenomenal job while, while, he, while he's been in there no doubt about that in the NFL you can be in the penthouse one day and the outhouse the next day that's yep. the nature and the beauty of the National Football League Randy in the great state of Pennsylvania. Randy on week nine statement Sunday in the NFL, who made the biggest statement on that Sunday. Hey guys, love your show. Uh, Once again, I love listening to you guys as well. It makes the drive a lot easier heading home from work. Thank you. Uh, So listen, by far, I listened to all the callers. All have a legitimate, but Joshua Dobbs for the Vikings. I'm a big lifetime Vikings fan from Pennsylvania. Not too many of us out there. <laughs> Definitely made the biggest statement. I love that. He, they call him the pastor not now because he's an aeronautical science engineer. That's what he's got his degree in. And now his nickname is pastor not because he can throw the football and he's a national. He's the only player probably in history in the NFL that can probably split an asteroid and split defense within a five-day period. That's Joshua Dobbs. Well, his school studies definitely show up on the football field because Mm -hmm. for you to be able to be there not even a week and you're able to grasp enough information to go in a football game from the uh, first quarter on and play the rest of that game and figure out how to win that football game at Mm -hmm. the quarterback position and be the main reason why, that speaks volume. No doubt about it. It really does. Yeah, no doubt. Have that information and try to decipher it and make it work. He even said that when it comes to knowing everybody, it was a case like the Eminem song. Hi, my name is what? My name is who? Your name is? If, if we had to pull up a roster, I had to go names, I would be, I would be a bad teammate today. <laughs> yeah, I know, knew Alex. I knew a lot of first names. Alex, Brandon. <laughs> I know like a lot of nicknames, per se. Uh, but yeah, names, names, that's, uh, that's, that's for this week. That's an assignment for this week. So The fact that he knew nicknames barely five days. There will be plenty of guys that, hey, hey 14, hey, 35, hey, 88, you know. And every, he knew, I know nicknames. The fact that he knew that much in a short amount of time, tells you exactly what's going on in that cranium when it comes to the beautiful mind that is Joshua Dobbs. Man, I'm just happy for him. Uh, even though it Me happened too. against my team, it I'm happy for Joshua Dobbs because he's showing a lot of teams that he should be a starting quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. Man, he was phenomenal yesterday, and it didn't start off right, right? He no. got, got sacked you know, for safety, had an interception, had a fumble. But he kept his composure and never wavered, right? Mm-hmm. He stayed the course. He stayed committed to the process. And at the end of the day, man, he converted a third and ten and converted a fourth and seven and also had a rushing touchdown in the red zone. I was like, my goodness, somebody yeah. get him down. Yeah, maybe the Atlanta Falcons. They could probably use a quarterback at this uh. season. Did I say that loud? Have I said too much? Nope. Have I gone too far? Nope. <laughs> Mike, Not at all. Mike in Virginia. We call week nine the NFL statement Sunday. Mike in Virginia, who made the biggest statement on that Sunday? Yeah, hey, hey, fellas, man. Y'all do an awesome, awesome job on the radio, man. It takes me an hour and a half to get home, an hour and a half to drive to work, man. And listening to you brothers in the afternoon, man, really, really gets me going. I love the conversations you have. I love the callers that call in. This is my first time ever calling. I've 
work in the 804, but I'm uh, born and raised in the 757. 757, born and bred. Nice. 757 till I'm dead. <laughs> so you guys do a great job. I just want to commend you both. All right. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate we, that, we, Mike. I love when people represent the 7. I love when they throw the area codes out there because for those who don't know, the 757 is Hampton Roads. That's Williamsburg. <laughs> that's Virginia Beach. That's Norfolk. That goes to the east, Williamsburg and Franklin and Suffolk to the west. So I like the fact that Big Mike representing the 757 said, we here in Virginia Beach. But look, Shannon, our producer, Shannon, why you get so excited when people be saying that 757 represents? Just love that. Just uh-huh. love that. Let's go. 75 VA, two up, two down. Let's that's go. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you're not as salty now. That's what I'm really glad of when it comes that's to Shannon right. Penn, our producer. He, he's a more sugary now. He's well, not salty. Well, we still have two up, two down. We have two up, two down? I mean, three up, three down. He's still salty. Right. Yeah, he's I, already I, was, I was trying to take one of them away. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were. I bet you were. But we're going to keep them on. No doubt about that. That's why we do this on Freddie and Harry. We don't mind busting on each other because at a certain point we can pivot like this. Pause. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is three up, three down. And we do it here on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. This week, we flip it around. I do the up. Harry does the down. So we start with number one. All right, Harry, what's your first down? Nope, you have the up first, Freddie. Yep, first. I was trying to flip it on you like that, but Harry, <laughs> Harry did not fall for the banana and tailpipe. Our man in Pennsylvania mentioned it. When it comes to Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings, just got traded. Usually you're trying to worry about where am I going to stay, where can I get my stuff at, where are the restaurants at. You're trying to figure out stuff outside of the football field before you get to the football field. They're probably thinking, all right, Joshua Dobbs on the offense a little bit. In about a couple weeks, he'll be ready. Then Jaron Hall gets out gets out there, the rookie from BYU. He gets knocked out of this game. Joshua Dobbs steps in and stepped up, and everybody was able to ride that wave with him. Man, oh, man, we all can rally around that kind of story. And he even mentioned how much help he got from his head coach about making sure that after that slow start. If you could hear the headset, there was a lot going on, a lot of jumbleness as I'm communicating, he's communicating to me. We had a lot going on. We had a lot going on. But it's great, obviously, Kevin played quarterback, so he knows what I'm going through. So he's able to communicate effectively, like, hey, like this is where you're, what you're looking at, this is what you have on this side of the page, this is what you have on this side of the page. He's able to you know, talk in lingos that I've come from to be able to simplify it for me. And uh, then from there, obviously, it's just go out and play. But, you know, I thought the communication was awesome. And the fact that he received the communication and made it work after that slow start, Josh Dobbs, you get the ups for me, my friend. Yeah, that's also called good coaching by Kevin O'Connell. Now, my number one down is also linked to this football game. Uh I'm going with the Falcons defense. You allow Joshua Dobbs to not even be on a football team for a week and come in and show up and show out in your house, stepped on your shoes with mud on the bottom of them, and you don't even have hardwood. You got white carpet, a beige carpet, whatever color carpet you want to have, but you got carpet in your house. And it was that third and ten conversion before halftime that allowed the Minnesota Vikings to score a touchdown that Joshua Dobbs converted, a fourth and seven at the end of the game. If you just sack him, if you just knock him out of bounds before Mm -hmm. he picks up the first down, you have an opportunity. They did not do that. It's the rushing touchdown in the red zone. But 
That's why the Atlanta Falcons are on my down. Also, they had some red zone opportunities that they squandered, that they squandered, and I wasn't too happy about it. People on Twitter said, I know Harry Douglas is upset Mm -hmm. because I was talking about every team in the National Football League yesterday (laughs) on my Twitter except the Falcons because I'm mad as hell still to this moment right now. And he's not going to take it anymore, but he may have no choice. This may get a lot uglier before it gets prettier down in Atlanta. Number two. I mentioned C.J. Stroud of the Houston Texans. He gets my second up. You knew he was going to be good, and it was going to take a little bit. That little bit keeps getting smaller and smaller each and every week. 30 of 42, close to 500 yards, passer rating 147.8, and then the pass he threw in the end zone for the winning score against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with less than one minute and not a timeout? Dude's a rookie. C.J. Stroud stepped to the front of the line. The rookie of the year race is not over, but it's over because that guy could literally throw interception after interception week after week and he's going to be rookie of the year. C.J. Stroud, number two ups. Well done by you. So my number two down, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins, right? They were able to play a game Mm. over in Frankfurt, Germany this weekend, had an opportunity, came down to the wire to score the touchdown to tie it up. So for me, my number two down is the last two plays that they actually had. The third and ten where Tua Tungvaloa had a wide open receiver open for a touchdown that could have tied the game up, but he threw it entirely too short. The fourth and ten where he bobbled the snap. And the game ended with him falling on the football. Now, that game was so good. The last thing I was expecting was it to end on 4th and 10 in the manner that it did. So that's why the Dolphins are my number two down this week. Number three. We mentioned Kenny Moore. Somebody said give him some love. Sam in Hawaii. Kenny Moore the second. It's not the fact that he had twin pick sixes. Twin and six are the magic numbers here. Because six of his sisters were in the building when their brother had twin pick sixes. One of those sisters is his twin, Kayla. She was, they were all there. The more ladies in the building watched their baby bro, and their baby bro said, I got y'all. I got this one. You love when stories like that happen, and then your family was there. Somebody even said, you're going to play in Frankfurt, Germany against New England. He said, yeah. I might need to bring my sisters with me because they were good looks charms for me what I was able to do. Kenny Moore the second, a mainstay of that defense. Not just pick sixes, but twin pick sixes for touchdowns and also did it in front of his twin and the five other sisters, part of the Moore family. He is definitely getting the biggest piece of turkey at Thanksgiving this year. 100%. That's a special moment for him and his family. It's already hard for DBs to catch an interception, but to take it back for touchdowns, you're pretty special when you're able to do it not once, but actually twice. Now, my third down, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks and their offense. Mm. One for 12 on third downs, four sacks allowed, two turnovers, only had 28 yards rushing. I understand you're playing the Baltimore Ravens, but guess what? They put their pants on just like you put your pants on. They put their jock strap on just like you put your jock strap on. They strapped their helmet on just like you strapped your helmet on. (laughs) And you were an utter embarrassment to the Seahawks nation. Now, I have their game this week, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Washington Commanders. And I hope I am witnessing a better showing than what I've seen on that football film this morning from the Seattle offense. They had third and threes, third and fours, third and fives, third and sixes, and couldn't convert. Utter embarrassment. One for 12. That's why I have them on my list. I need y'all to be more up this week because I got your game. 
I got the game this week. <laughs> Harris, like, don't embarrass me in front of company. You know? <laughs> I'm not you know, having this. I don't hold my tongue. I tell, like, I, see, uh, yeah. I tell what I see. Yeah, as we know, Steve Levy has found out doing games with you. Anybody that has been part of Planet Harry Douglas knows <laughs> that he is not going to be – he's going to be mindful, but not that yep. mindful when it comes to sharing his opinion. Speaking of paying attention, he is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 minutes, we're going to tell you why the New York Giants should have really paid attention to this NFL team in terms of what to do when it comes to their future. That comes your way in about 30 minutes. But in college football, Alabama head coach Nick Saban has this message for you and for the college football playoff committee. In other words, (laughs) that's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You can always enter the chat on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Week 9, we called it Week 9 Statement Sunday in the NFL. Who made the biggest statement on Sunday, according to you? We take your phone call, so hit us up at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. The sound you hear right now is Nick Saban going. <laughs> the Alabama dynasty was supposed to be dead. Or at least people are throwing dirt on their coffin saying, no more with those Satan people down in Alabama. Be going at, on the heels of the sainted Nick Saban. Austin, how you look up? Then the top 10 of Coswell playoff. They got Kentucky, Chattanooga, and also Auburn in their final three games. Win, win, and win. That means they're on their way to the SEC championship game. Can you imagine what that's going to look like if they beat Georgia and then the Coswell playoff and everybody thought the king is dead? Long live the king. The king known as Nick Saban has shown this year Alabama football. 
<laughs> Ain't dead yet. I got to give Coach Saban a lot of credit. Let me take you guys back to after the Texas game and they lost, right? He decided after that matchup that, you know what, I think we need a quarterback change. So he went to his other two quarterbacks on the roster to play against South Florida. He quickly understood that, okay, those two guys are not my starting quarterbacks. And he went back to Jalen Milrow. Now, I say that I give him a lot of credit because sometimes as human beings, we let pride get in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. And we can't admit when we've made a mistake. And I thought Coach Saban did the ultimate thing and let it be known that he made a mistake. Right. And Jalen Miro, I, I personally thought since that moment has been phenomenal for this team. You look at how he balled out versus LSU. Mm-hmm. Man, he ran over one of their DBs on the sideline one time, oh, Freddie. Yeah. On the right side. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, my Lord. Then he got downhill in that end zone and Harold Perkins, right, Junior, that's, that's going to be a top prospect whenever he enters the draft. He looked down at him. Basically saying, little boy, don't you ever <laughs> think you're going to hit this brick wall again. <laughs> but it was, it was just the, the Johnny on the spot. I need to make the play for my team. I need to go out here and do everything I needed to do. They was 11 for uh, 14 on third downs. And a lot of that had to do with Jalen Milrow and the utilization of his legs, right? 20 carries, 155 yards, and four touchdowns. He wasn't going to let the Alabama Crimson Tide yep. lose to LSU, one of their rival teams. And he did everything in his power to make sure they got that victory. And I'm high on the young man right now. Also, when he got benched, he never wavered. You know, sometimes you control what you can control. He was a great teammate. That was one of the things that Coach Saban brought out and brought to the forefront. You know what? I'm seeing this guy after getting benched. Yeah. Even though his, 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 his guys in his own room aren't playing well, right. he's still cheering these guys on, hoping that they do well and the team wins still. You got to reward guys like that because it, it, it's just something that you can't even script. Mm-hmm. The one thing that they've done, not just Nick Saban, but also the offense coordinator, Tommy Reese, they found out what does he do best. Yep. Why we're trying to have him do something else. The minute that they stopped doing that, that's when Jalen Milrow was unleashed. And if you're not putting him in the Heisman conversation, then you have not been watching football for the last four to five weeks because he's been that dude raising everybody else's level and making plays for himself and making plays for his teammates. That's why his coach, Nick Saban, is back to saying to everybody, because of Jalen Milrow, welcome back to my nightmare. You know, early in the year, he would get frustrated if he made a bad throw or whatever. And, you know, now he's learning to play the next play. You know, and that's what I told the players, you know, before we played the game. I said, you got to keep playing the next play. You got to be in the moment because the next play may be the play that is the difference in the game when you play games like this. So you can't worry about what happened on the last play, whether it was good or bad or whatever. And, um, you know, he he's bought into that. And I think that's helped him. I'll be more consistent. The best part about him, Harry, is that he has convened amnesia. He does not allow those plays that don't go well to affect him. But when plays do go well, he's not saying, look at me, look at me. He wants to continue stacking W's. Hey, we went 1-0 in that play. Let's go 1-0 in the next play. Let's go 1-0 in the next play. It's not by we went 1-0, that team's going to back up. He's like, no, we're going to make them back up. And that's what has been the biggest key, why he has been unleashed. 
and everybody's followed Jalen Milrose lead with his growth as a quarterback for Alabama. And I seen some of that when I was at the Texas Alabama game. I was remember standing on the sideline with Stanford Steve, and I said, "Man, Jalen Milrose has has some bad plays in this game, but the way he's still out there throwing the football and competing, you wouldn't even know or think that mm-hmm. by the way he's still coming back um, over and over again." But I'm I'm happy for him and this team right. right now. And I'll tell you, if they have an opportunity, if they make it to the SEC championship game and it's against Georgia, jo- Georgia has struggled this season against right. dual threat quarterbacks and mm-hmm. quarterbacks that can pose a threat running the football anything could happen in that matchup man well as charles barkley once said about that on boy, their home hey court, harry douglas that boy bad jalen milro th- that uh, boy bad don't worry don't worry <laughs> don't y'all worry alabama fans i know y'all pro- have probably been upset with me this season probably but this is this is where the upset the upsetness that y'all have had with me i don't even know if it's a word but harry, i'm gonna make it up one I, the upsetness is gonna stop on thursday make sure you tune in harry by the way tune in on get up with harry douglas part of that crew on get up between 8 a.m at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and that boy bat is usually towards the end of the 9 o'clock hour cast on ESPN on Thursday. Alabama fans will be upset about anything. You can say, you can give glowing tributes to anybody. Yeah, but you said, but you said this, hey, your team just threw for 500 yards, but when he threw an interception, you can't. Alabama fans stay angry. Oh, but Freddie, I, re- stay I, made, angry. Him, I made him really mad. What did you say? On, on, on Saturday. You, you know, oh, it was oh. time for us to pick up, make our picks. Well, see, that's different. I, I had somebody go get an LSU belt at the crowd, and I held that thing up and turned to the crowd and told them, threw my L up, too. Well, Harry. In the, I'm sorry. I, I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. Harry, in the words of the great Della Reese from Harlem Knights, that's just dumb. <laughs> Why would you do that? I know you're in Alabama country down in Tuscaloosa, but you really faced all those Alabama fans. I did. You got the enemy belt. That's like when Red Fox left nothing but a little bit of orange juice and just a swallow. That's just dumb. Why would you do that? We, Freddie, we all make mistakes at times. Listen, <laughs> Alabama fans, Alabama fans, I apologize. I, I just, was wrong. Yeah. I would not doubt y'all again. But no, you can doubt somebody, but then you brought a prop. I did. See, that's where you messed up. Well, I had somebody go get it from a fan that, I, and I told him, I said, "Oh, you brave! You at the front? You on the front row of college game day with all these Crimson Tide fans right here, right. all these elephants walking around here, and you in the front in your in your purple and gold." I said, "I'm gonna bring my producer over here to grab this belt uh-huh. from you yeah. when it's time for me to make my picks." And boy, was I oh so ever wrong. You lucky they didn't take that belt. And give you the old what for? Oh, I know. <laughs> or the how to? <laughs> well, how like, dare you? <laughs> a- another another Alabama incident, but we not by a boat this time. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We're leaving that alone. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cole together, or Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. By the way, when it comes to college football playoff committee, I can't wait to see who they vote number one. If they have Ohio State number one again, then you know what? Get those people off that committee. And I know it's not an easy job. It's a hard job. But you can't tell me that you're going to use resume over an eye test the way a team looks. Ohio State, to me, they're not better than Georgia. Georgia is still the number one team in the country. They're not better than Michigan. You can forget about that nonsense. To me, they're not better than Oregon. They're not better than Washington. And I know that defense can play a little bit. That offense struggles. They were in a dogfight in the first half versus Rutgers before that talent outshined the talent when it comes to Rutgers. As good as Ohio State can be, Come on now. If you're the college football playoff committee, do not use resume as the reason why someone's number one. You watch football. You claim to watch football. Well, prove it. If you have Ohio State number one 
after what we saw where Georgia had a tough one against Missouri, they beat that football team. Michigan put it on Purdue. We saw Florida State do it out their two best wide receivers in Coleman and also in Johnson. And they went out there and beat Pittsburgh on the road. Use your eyes and tell everybody that, hey, we are paying attention. Because a team like Alabama can raise up, but a team like Ohio State, that team should not be number one in the playoff committee rankings tomorrow. No, I agree with you, Freddie. They struggled with Rutgers, and the score is not indicative of what that football game showed us with our eyes. We're talking about it was 21-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter, but if it wasn't for a pick six mm-hmm. that got returned back you know, by the Ohio State defense, man, this game probably could, could have ended a, di- a different way. But right. that defense had to make up for a lot of what that offense wasn't showing early on. Late in that game It's when that offense started to really flourish. But all the way into the fourth quarter, that was a 21-16 ball game yeah and and all of a sudden they were Ohio State and that a team was not by the way Matt Sigalow hits us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN at HDogs 83 full disclosure Matt let it be known he's an Auburn fan I'm going to read the rest funny how Alabama Saban says he'll play anyone anytime anywhere but you won't tell the truth about this schedule easy conference don't be surprised if Kentucky's that trap game for your godlike icon and they struggle and lose he also believes that Auburn steals one at the end of the season if Auburn is your litmus test to beat Alabama you can lose me, Matt, with that argument <laughs> right now. This is the same Auburn team that at one point lost four in a row. Don't give it a hold. Well, they played Georgia tough. Dude, stop. Doing the schedule easies, they played Samford and Massachusetts. If that's not schedule easy and they have New Mexico State, you can lose me with that argument. Everybody schedules easy in the SEC. Using Auburn, Matt, as your litmus test, dude, nice try. That not fine. Well, a lot man. of people try to tell me about Michigan's schedule, but I don't care. I think Michigan is the most complete team in college football right now. I'm I, with I, you. I really do. I'm with you. I, I, I'm not going to take away, although, that whole sign-stealing scandal and all but that. But I'm, 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 I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying. Until on there's the, a resolution, the field, I'm with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, until there's a on resolution, the, then we can go from there. But uh, yep. you can hate on Saban all you want, but you kind of throw dirt in that dynasty. That dynasty may not be as over as you possibly think. Back in the National Football League, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. So the Giants may have two things to think about without Daniel Jones as their quarterback for the rest of the season towards AC on the game versus the Raiders yesterday. Number one, should they draft a quarterback next year? Number two, which team should they follow in terms of their blueprint, how they can have a better future than the current right now? We'll answer both of those questions next in ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. We're trying to bring good vibes to all the Giants fans out there. After the news, what happened to the quarterback yesterday, which has been part of their lost season when it comes to the Giants. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So Harry Douglas, I'm watching the game yesterday between the Giants and the, Ra- and the Raiders. Boy, that Raiders team looked a lot happier without that Josh McDaniels guy. <laughs> Guys are smoking cigars after the game in the locker room. What, what you mean, Freddie? They got that cancer out, out of the locker room? They, they cut it out <laughs> when it came to that. Guys are playing their basketball during the week leading up to the game. They look like a team that knew exactly what they were supposed to do as an NFL team. And if you're the New York Giants, I'm not saying use the Raiders as a blueprint. I would never put Brian Dable in the same category, Josh McDaniels, another failure to head coach in the National Football League. But I'm going to say it loud and proud. If you're the Giants, you got to find a way to be happy doing what you're supposed to be doing as a football team. You got a perfect example of a team that moved on from their coach and looked like an NFL, free, NFL team for the first time in a long time. And you got to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback. Daniel Jones out of the torn ACL, according to Brian Dable, the head coach of the Giants. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Now, if you're the upper organization, what are you going to do going forward? Because you don't really know right now if he's going to be ready to go at the beginning of the season. You may need to have that future plan in place now for the draft when it comes to replacing Daniel Jones, who may not be there week one next year when that season gets started. Yeah, this football team, the New York football giants, that is, and I'm sorry, Shannon Penn and also Devin Kane, but you know me, I tell the truth and I call a spade a spade. They've been horrible this season. And I think when you look at next year, 2024, it's a strong quarterback draft class. So you have to have that in your mind if you're the owner, if you're the GM, if you're the head coach, right? How are we going to move forward? This is a team that made the playoffs last year. Everyone thought they were ahead of schedule and then you have the decline that you're having right now in 2023 also I think if they do decide which I think they should drafting a quarterback you can't ignore the offensive line issues absolutely because the last thing you want to happen is that new quarterback coming coming in and some of the same things and these injuries happen to him because of the lack of play so that has to get addressed whether it's free agency whether it's the draft whether you got to shift and move guys around on that offensive line it has to get better starting there. The offensive line in the quarterback position, and also I would say this about the wide receiver uh, position. Can we bring in a guy that's mm-hmm. fast, that's mm-hmm. quick, mm-hmm. that's twitchy, mm-hmm. but also can run the whole damn route tree? Or catch the ball. Like, <laughs> can, can, can the Giants do that, please? Because I understand they have all these shifty guys yeah. and fast guys, but – for me, I'm I'm old school. I like guys that can run a route tree, and it's a lost art. I'll be honest with you. Going around to these college campuses and watching them practice, it's a lost art, man. Why, why is it a lost art? Uh, because I don't think it's being taught on a daily basis from coaches at the college football level. Like just understanding the route tree, how to run the route tree. I played with a guy in Tennessee that told me he didn't even know coverages when he came into the National Football League. Oh but that's these spread systems. They look over to the sideline, yep. got a card being held up. Mm-hmm. You don't have hot routes. You don't have sight adjust. You don't have to adjust anything. You just run what you run. Right. Like That's not teaching football the proper way, in my opinion. It's, I agree. It's, it's, it's just not. Yeah, One of the things, you when you teach at that level, this is just me, you can tell teams – by the players they put in the NFL who adapt very, very quickly because they have teachers at the college football level. Yep. Anybody from Alabama, anybody from go. Georgia, 
anybody from Ohio State, anybody from Michigan, anybody from Oregon. You see guys all over the place on littering NFL roster in Oregon. Anytime I see those kind of players get selected, I know exactly that a team says we don't have to teach him as much because he's already picked up stuff that he needs to know. Anything that we can do to accent that, it's not going to take him that long to figure it out or that long to pick it up. Prime example, C.J. Stroud coming out of the Ohio State University. He's picked up things pretty darn quickly to the point where he threw for 476 yards, five touchdowns, the game-winning touchdown yesterday when they had a chance to beat and come back against Tampa Bay. Then got a guy like Kyler Murray. Now, according to sources, Adam Sheff, the ESPN NFL Insiders reporting that Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon announced that Kyler Murray is going to start on Sunday versus your Atlanta Falcons, Harry Douglas, if all goes well at practice. What has been the knock on Kyler Murray? That he doesn't study. That he doesn't do film work. That yep. he doesn't study the playbook. And... Now he's got a different offensive coordinator. He's got a different coaching style and a different offense. I can't wait to see what this looks like because we're talking about another rookie season when it comes to Kyler Murray based on how he was not taught in college getting to the next level in the NFL. Well, I would say this too because Jonathan Gannon is a guy that was a grad assistant when I was at the University of Louisville. Okay. And I understand his mindset when he's coaching and what he demanded asked his players to do. He would never ask those guys to do something that he never did, right? His career right. ended because of his hip injury or whatnot, but he would never ask someone to do something that he didn't do at one point. Right, so so I know what he's going to demand and expect of Kyler Murray, but I, I want to bring up a guy in Cooper Cup, and the reason why I want to bring up Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup is a third round draft pick from Eastern, Eastern Washington. Washington. Yeah. But the luxury of having a guy like Cooper Cup on the football field is this: someone that can be an extension of your offensive coordinator or your play caller, mm-hmm. also an extension of your quarterback and understands the game just like your quarterback. That's valuable when you're on the football field because now you have minds being uh, thinking alike. You have guys being on the same page. Okay, let me give my quarterback at the top of this route an indicator and when I'm going to break towards mm-hmm. the middle of the football field versus right. a too high safety shell. You know what I mean? Right. Little things, little nuances of the game like that matters when it comes to these young players and studying and understanding what's going on. Hey, you may have a three-man concept to three receivers on, the, on, on one side, but – if you're just running the play just to run the play, that's not valuable to your team. That's right. not valuable to your offense. When mm. you start to understand why you're doing A, B, C, or D right. and versus this coverage, why the hell am I working hard as hell to get a football I ain't getting towards this coverage? <laughs> I need to make sure I get this other guy open. Right. That's when you have something special, uh, whether it's defensively, offensively, and on special teams. On the college, college level right now, you know who's really good at that? Washington, their wide receivers. They know how to read defenses. They understand concepts. And their quarterback knows, okay, if this happens, I know I can trust that guy sees the same thing I do. And now you see the kind of scene Michael Penix Jr. has had being a Heisman Trophy candidate when it comes to being the University of Washington quarterback because those three dudes on the outside, they know what the heck they're doing when they get out there on the football field. Here's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. We do it each and every week about this time. It's time for Happy Hour with Herm Edwards. And we'll find if he thinks the Baltimore Ravens are the best team right now in the NFL. He joins us next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.